Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Helen Tupper. And I'm Sarah Ellis. And this is a Squiggly Careers podcast where each week we talk about topics to help you work through the ins, outs, ups and downs of your career and share ideas and actions to support you with your development. And today we're going to be talking about the importance of role models in our careers. But before we do that, we wanted to recognise someone who has been a support to us behind the scenes who has very sadly passed away. So I wanted to share with you a little bit about a man called Robert Phillips. And Robert Phillips was probably most famous as a leader in the world of PR, but that's not really how we knew him. We knew him because he was one of the earliest squiggly career advocates and supporters. He really believed in what we were trying to do with squiggly careers. And I spoke to him over numerous coffees and he went out of his way to find opportunities to spread the squiggly word. He was so generous in sharing his connections. He was so well connected. He seemed to know everyone and he'd know someone who knew someone and lots of our guests on our podcast and most people wouldn't necessarily know this people like Margaret Heffernan and Kath Bishop would not be on the podcast if it wasn't for Robert their connections that Robert made behind the scenes and he was always just trying to find ways to help us to make things better he was always open to giving us some feedback or just helping in any way he could. And, you know, he wasn't someone I'd known for years and years. He sort of, I probably have known him now for like six or seven years as we were first starting Amazing If. The thing that also I personally really loved about him is that he took his work really seriously and what we were trying to do really seriously, but he never took himself too seriously. And he had a perpetual twinkle in his eye and he was so... (laughs) cheeky and I just always felt like he was always kind of just had got a wry smile for me which always made me laugh um, and I loved his sense of humour and I love spending time with him and I'm going to miss him so much and I'm always grateful for the impacts that not only he had on our business and I can I can really see the positive difference he had on our business but also just the positive impact um, he had on me so I'll miss him a lot. So generous with his time and thoughts yeah, and ideas he really for was. us both. Um, So in lots of ways, Robert was a role model for us, which I think makes today's topic even more relevant as we're going to be sharing some of the things that we've learned about on this topic. And the idea for the episode was sparked by a book that I read on my learning day that I had a few weeks ago. I've actually got another one this week. I'm quite excited about (laughs) it. I'm obsessed with these learning days. But the book uh, was written by Fiona Murden, who's a psychologist, and it's called Mirror Thinking, How Role Models Make Us Human. 
And it looked at role models in a depth that I've not really explored before and lots of the psychology behind it, which really made me think about it slightly differently. So in this conversation, we wanted to explore what it means to have a role model, like who can be a role model for you and also how it can help you. And as ever, we've got lots and lots of different ideas for action so that you can build role models around you in your career. And I think it's fair to say with this topic, this is one actually Helen and I have spent a lot of time on over the last couple of weeks preparing for today's conversation. Sometimes with our podcasts, you can probably tell that we um, <laughs> that we don't have scripts. So sometimes we've thought about something a lot in our careers and we're just sharing our own experiences. Whereas with this one, actually, we've read quite a lot, but also we've tried some of these ideas out really recently and we're discovering how helpful it can be to really think about this in a more I suppose a more proactive way in a more thoughtful way and so we started with thinking so what do we mean by role models and there is a great quote that says we cannot be what we cannot see and that's from a lady called Marion Wright Edelman and she was an American activist for children's rights and I think what we were getting to when we were sort of exploring this idea of role models and and why they matter is that they are people whose actions you really admire and probably aspire to as well in some way so sometimes the when you see role models talked about you kind of hear this word like imitation which we felt less comfortable with because we don't think with role models they're there for you to compare yourself to necessarily and you don't necessarily have to become that person when we both started to really think about role models in our career in the past right now and we're going to talk about those much more it doesn't necessarily mean that you're trying to be that exact person but I do think they're often doing something that you do aspire to in some way and certainly you really admire their actions and why do we think role models are even more important in squiggly careers well I think there are two things that we got to and maybe there are more let us know if you've come up with more But the first one is that as we are squiggling and developing in different directions, I think we need lots of different role models to learn from. So I think one of the things that we'll talk about is this is not about just one person. That's a lot of expectation in one person if you've only got one role model. But as we do move and kind of flow, I think we need different people to learn from who can help us to think in a different way, help us to learn in a different way. So that becomes important. But the thing that was most interesting that we ended up talking about for a while was because of technology generally, we feel like role models are more accessible now. A range of role models are more accessible now than perhaps they've been before. When I was thinking about the first 10 years of my career and who were my role models then, the internet was a bit less prevalent then. (laughs) It's like a dinosaur. I know, but it was a bit different. Oh, I know, but like, but Instagram didn't exist, did it? So you know, you just like it's quite. It was quite different, and I like I do remember the days days of dial up internet. But um, certainly when I was growing up and in the first few years of our career, it wasn't. I think the people who were role models for me were people. Back to that point about we cannot be what we cannot see. Mm. I, had, I had to be quite close to those role models in some way. So maybe there were people who, not necessarily I worked for, but in the organisations I was in or I'd come across in some way. So they were quite close to my world. Whereas now I think, and we'll talk a bit more about this, that role models can come from so many different places. You don't need to have spent time with them. You can learn lots about people without being in the same organisation as them. And that's why I'm, I kind of feel like that's the benefit now of role models just feels even more important they can inspire you in lots of different ways 
And just on to that point around lots of different ways, we thought about or three specific ways that role models help you. The first is that they can help you see the art of the possible. So if there's something that you you know, maybe you're interested in and you can see someone else who has done it, that can be a source of inspiration for you. And it can help to kind of also boost your belief. That's probably the second thing, because you, whilst you're not trying to be them, you might think, well, they've gone through that, they've done that, it is possible. So maybe I can do this too. And I think it gives you that sense of belief in some of the things that you might want to do in your career. And then the third thing is, I think it can activate your ambition. You can see things that people have achieved or the way they're achieving them or where they're achieving them. I think admiration is great. I mean, I think comparison's bad, but that's not what we're trying to do here. We're trying to look at other people and go, wow, I think what they're doing is brilliant. I'd like to have a bit of that brilliance. What can I learn from them? I think learning rather than comparing is a really important thing here when we're looking at role models. So that's sort of why it's worth our time. Art of possible, boosting our belief and activating our ambition. And then what we really wanted to do is share some of the thoughts that we've had about how you really invest in role models, how you think about who they could be and how you could in the nicest possible sense, use them to benefit you in your career, which sounds a bit bad. And it's not, I don't think this is sort of using people, but it is about, I think, getting connected and maybe bringing some of those role models a bit closer and more kind of regularly reflecting on what they mean to you and why. So the first one in terms of the what they mean to you and why, the first kind of idea for action is to really think about what might you be missing and therefore what might you need modeling so for example if I think about myself and my career at the moment I might think oh what am I missing I'm missing a sense of being a really high achieving CEO or I'm missing a sense of somebody who's successfully juggling work and parenting and doesn't look tired all the time (laughs) or whatever it is but I think if you think about where are you right now and what do you feel like you might be missing I think that is a really good source of inspiration for people to look for for role models because again they might be doing something that you want to do but you're not quite there yet and just following those people getting curious about what they're doing just being inspired by what they're doing can help you to kind of maybe fill some of those gaps until you get there yourself so an example for me which is very linked to that parenting point is a designer and entrepreneur called Anya Heimarch and I think do you know what I started quite superficially following her because I really like her bags I was gonna say did you not just start by buying her stuff (laughs) yeah well I did I started I have a lot of Anya Heimarch bags she used to have a shop at Vista Village which I used to just go all the time and buy all the bags but and then I started following her work and then I started going to her events and then I saw her talk and I think just got a bit closer and closer to her as a role model having never actually actually had a proper conversation with her but the reason that she's a role model for me so she's an entrepreneur she's ran her business since I think she was like 17 bags of grit parent of five you know her business I know I know and she's she sold equity in her business and then the business wasn't very it didn't wasn't going very well so she bought it back and there's this like tenacity and grit and resilience and juggling and actually reading her book recently you get like the inside story to it and I look at her and go I mean I'm never going to be any high march but there's a lot that she does that I really admire and think oh I would like to develop some of those skills some of those traits and seeing how you've done that is an inspiration to me. It's a book called If in Doubt, Wash Your Hair. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's really good, good title. It's a really nice yellow book as well. It's lovely. I like it on my shelf. <laughs> good example there again of like the fact you don't need to 
know somebody and was like once you discover someone that you get a feel for you can learn from them I feel like over time your relationship has like really developed in terms I mean... of like but 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 she just doesn't know it <laughs> yet <laughs> yeah who knows who knows so our second idea for action is I suppose almost the opposite of what Helen's just described which was quite a deliberate process of asking yourself this is what I'm missing and therefore that's what I need modeling and that's what I'm going to go out and look for and when I find it I'm then going to put very intentionally kind of more of my time into learning about this person. I think the other thing when we were both thinking about where we found our role models is often you do find them accidentally you don't necessarily think oh I'm going to this thing to find a role model it's often for a different reason but then you discover a role model, you think, oh, they're really interesting. Perhaps that's somebody you didn't know about before. You've learned about someone new from a different area or a different industry. And this has definitely been the case for me. I've had some, actually some really pivotal moments in my career where I've done something that either I'd never done before or said yes to something that I wouldn't have normally gone to or listened to something that was new to me that someone maybe outside of my world had recommended and almost discovered a role model as a result. And obviously that doesn't happen every time, but I think it does happen some of the time. I've got a really vivid memory of an event that I went to probably about 12 or 13 years ago for the first time. And a manager at the time had just recommended it to me and just said, it's a good event, it's an interesting event. I think you should go along, you'll hear some great people speak. But that one event, which I think I thought I was going to learn about my discipline at the time, which was marketing, actually what I came away from that with was one or two really incredible role models because I think it was the first time, back to that quote, that I'd heard from people who I felt were a bit like me, but also I really admired and I really aspired to the jobs they were doing, the way they were. I felt like they were just quite normal people. And suddenly you just felt like, oh, well, maybe I can be ambitious and be me. You know, back to that point about it shows you the art of the possible. For this one, I think because it's more about accidental role models, the action for us all to take is to keep putting ourselves in positions where we find those role models. And I think that can be everything from the communities you're part of, the networks that you're part of, the events you go to, the podcasts that you listen to. I think there's a really close relationship for me here about curiosity about intentional curiosity. Curiosity is a capability is a phrase that Helen often uses that I really like which is if we create ways to inject that inspiration, as we've talked about before, to collect lots of dots in our days, then I do think role models come your way as a result of that, particularly when we start to look for them. I listened to a podcast last week called Don't Tell Me The Score. And that's a podcast I've listened to before, so it wasn't a new podcast. But there was a particular person on that podcast I was listening to, a guy called Lewis Moody, who's an ex-England rugby player, won the World Cup with England, who I thought, oh, he'll be interesting because I quite like rugby. But actually, he was interesting for a whole host of other reasons. He was somebody who's, who'd learned about asking for help. He talked really eloquently about how he discovered his own leadership style versus thinking about copying other leaders. And the thing that I found really interesting was just the work he now does for others. He does lots of interesting charity work. He talked really in a really compelling way about finding his purpose, and so suddenly this person who I was already aware of through my hobbies and interests, I go, wow, he's suddenly a role model that I perhaps wasn't expecting. People even talking about things like psychological safety. And I was like, where's that come from? You know, just things you don't expect necessarily in those kinds of conversations. 
And so that could be just a role model moment. You know, I think you can just have a moment in time where you just think, that's given me someone to who I really admire and kind of aspire to what they've just talked about. And then to Helen's point, that's someone who you can then continue to invest in. Or you might just think, great, that was a great moment in time that just has left me really inspired again. So I think think about how are you creating those opportunities for role models to come your way. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. And the third idea for action is really about a specific type of role model, because I think everything that Sarah and I have spoken about so far has been either sort of intentional or slightly random, and you don't really know where it's going to go. And this third idea is about the the concept of a resilience role model. And this is a particular type of role model who has maybe gone through some tough times that you can relate to, because maybe you're going through them right now. And this resilience role model can give you a feeling of grit, perhaps, and confidence that you can go through this situation too. And so I think if you're going through a tough time right now, maybe you're going through a restructure, maybe you're going through redundancy, maybe you're just feeling really tired or overwhelmed, looking around you at people who might have experienced that situation, or maybe they're experiencing it right now, but they seem to be finding their way through it slightly differently to you they can become really really good resilience role models one of mine which isn't it's funny because it's very very different from my day-to-day context and I talk about it all the time Sarah will know where I'm going with it but my biggest resilience role model is my nan and there's I think there's about 60 years between me and my nan and so and my nan doesn't really not that close to what we do but the things that my nan has gone through in her life and where she is now and her her positive attitude and her energy 
she absolutely is my resilience role model because sometimes I might have a hard day and I go, I don't know, I look to my nan and I think, come on, Helen. Like, Nanny has coped with being on her own for the last 18 months through coronavirus and she's a really sociable person. And I kind of go, if Nanny can go through that and still talk positively to me at the end of the day and be happy, then I think you can cope with a hard day at work. And I just look to her so much for that. So I think think about who are your resilience role models because they can really help you in those tough times, whether it's something happening today or something that might seem more significant. But also, don't forget that you can be your own resilience role model. And this is the idea that, you know, we have all been through tough times before, and it might not be exactly like the situation that you're finding yourself in, but you found your way through something difficult before. And that might be when you reflect on it, because you, I don't know, you work really hard, or maybe it was because you listened to some other people, or maybe it was because you looked after yourself, so you had the energy to go through that time. Whatever it was, it's likely that you can look back and learn from how you got through that tough time, and you can use that as some inspiration that you can do it again. So you can look forward and look outward to other people, but you can also look backwards to when you have been resilient before to give you the confidence that you can do so again. And our idea for action number four is something a bit different, which is also thinking about who do you not want to model? We're describing (laughs) this as sort of your anti-role models, but I think you can interpret this in two different ways. The first is, and I was listening actually to talking about Margaret Heffernan, who we mentioned at the start of the podcast. I was listening to Margaret Heffernan last week at a conference. And one of the things that she was talking about in terms of the things that are really important if we're going to navigate all the uncertainty and change that just is part of our day-to-day work now and if the organizations are going to be successful at finding their way through that is the importance of being able to think differently being able to bring together people with different ideas and perspectives kind of around a problem so I think some of kind of anti-role models can also be about well just make sure that when you're thinking about your role models, you're not creating an echo chamber of agreement. I saw someone use that phrase last week, which I thought was a really good reminder that when I started to think about my role models, one of the challenges I'm going to give to myself is I almost feel like all of my role models will get on really well. (laughs) If (laughs) If I was to put them all around a table, I can imagine everyone would sort of agree and have quite strong shared values I think we'd all have an absolutely lovely time and I think that the challenge with that is that sometimes it doesn't push us to explore our potential it doesn't push us to explore different possibilities different ways of doing things and so if you come across someone who you think oh that's interesting but the complete opposite to maybe what I would have done or perhaps I can learn from that person but not because you necessarily want to aspire to be like them just because you think oh, wow, that's just very different to me. So I think that's one lens that you can look at this through. And I think that's probably the most useful lens is just make sure that your role models are not all too similar. Collect role models from different places and spaces, but also those like look out for those people who are doing things very differently. My sister once described a book to me where she said, oh, I think you should read this book because I think it's really anti-amazing if. And I also, if anyone ever said that to me, the first thing you should do is read that book oh, that's fascinating, someone with a completely different worldview who you can learn from and have a very kind of different perspective on. The other way of looking at this is kind of the very obvious one of going, sometimes as well, you can look at people and think, that's exactly what I don't want to do. I don't aspire to that. And actually, if you have a really strong reaction to something, that can actually help to 
reinforce what really matters to us. Now, I wouldn't advocate spending lots and lots of time researching those people because if you're kind of having that almost like quite visceral reaction, you're kind of going, that's probably not what you want to do and that's not going to create kind of a positive and optimistic environment for yourself. But this also comes back to things like, you know, when you have managers, we all have a manager at some point in our career that are really tough to work for. And the thing that you, I always say to people in those moments, and, you know, we know that's really tricky in those moments where you are working for someone where it feels really tough, is as a minimum, I think the thing you can learn from is, OK, well, that's not what I want to do when I maybe get into that position. Maybe learn like for you what's really important to you. What really matters to you is probably not what matters to that person. And that's okay too. So that anti-role models, I think firstly, just make sure you're not creating an echo chamber of agreement if you imagined all of those people sitting around a table and look out for anything with opposite views, but that you can learn from. And then also those people who you just think, well, I don't admire their actions. I don't aspire to that. And then ask yourself, okay, so what does that mean for me in terms of what I might be missing and what modeling I do want? You know, use it as kind of positive energy to learn from people who are really interesting to you rather than letting yourself be dragged down by the things you don't want to be. It's actually a really nice way of reframing a relationship. So Mm. when you look back, if you have some relationships like the bad manager one, where you're like, oh, that was so bad. And that was really really negative narrative that goes around your mind about it's like a little black mark, isn't it? In your mind of something that happened in the past. But actually, I think you could probably be much more constructive if you said, okay, rather than just thinking about how bad it was, I'm actually going to think about, well, if they were my anti-role model, what did I learn from them that I might want to do differently myself? And I think you could reframe the relationship as, you know, a bit more of a learning opportunity because they could become a bit of an anti-role model. Put them in, put them in that category. But maybe <laughs> just don't tell them, eh? Yeah. <laughs> don't put that on LinkedIn, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations, you're my anti-role model. Yeah. Oh, dear. Um, so our fifth and final one, and we've mentioned this a little bit, but um, I just want to dive in a bit deeper. The fifth action is all about not relying on a single role model. And so Sarah mentioned at the start that that actually can put quite a lot of pressure on somebody, both if they ever knew, but also for you in terms of what you're expecting them to live up to. Because actually, when we talked about, think about what you're missing, there are likely to be a few things that you're missing. You know, maybe you want to be more creative, maybe you want more drive, maybe you want more balance. The fact that one person could do all of that modelling for you is a little bit unrealistic. So this is about having multiple role models and really thinking about what are the different things that could help you to be your best that other people might you know, embody through the way that they work or what they work on. And in Fiona Murden's book that we mentioned, she talks about three different types of role model, which I think are a useful way of making this specific. So you can have personal role models. So that's like my nanny. You can have situational role models. So that's people that are connected in some way to your current career or like life context. For example, somebody for me like Emma Barnett, She's been a guest on our podcast. She has, uh, you know, a radio show on Woman's Hour. She, for me, is situational. And I really admire her assertiveness and her confidence and her questioning. That's like part of why she's a role model for me. And then the third one that you can have is an aspirational role model. So this is somebody almost like your future desired state. So in this one, I'd put somebody like Josh Bayless, who is the CEO of Virgin, and I'd put him in that 
aspirational pot because of his leadership skills. So I was saying to Sarah, like, why do I admire Josh? And it's because he's commercial and he's strategic, which I think is really important in what I admire in leaders. But he's also really kind and he's got a lot of clarity. And I think it's that mix of things that I really admire him for. And then Sarah and I took this one step further and um, have created some role model mood boards, which is where we've taken all these different people. So we've got these kind of multiple role models and we've really thought about who they are and what it is that we admire in them to create this sort of one page summary of all these things that we're looking for in our role models. And I have done this and it is a really, really helpful thing to do. We'll put a picture on amazingif.com and we'll put this on social media so that you can see it. But I think what it really helps you to look at is what are all the different traits that you really admire and helps you to think about where you might want to focus your development to not just in role modeling but in other kind of skill development and how you spend your time really helpful exercise to create this role model mood board yeah and also it's really fun I think Helen and I both are quite <laughs> it's it actually, creative fun it, and as we were talking about this as we said this is an episode that actually we've thought about quite a lot and when we first started I was a bit stuck I was like, oh, I'm not sure what who my role models are. And then over a couple of days, I got a little section in my phone and I just kept adding to it and adding to it. And then also you do start to notice things like, well, what are you missing? As I said earlier, oh, um, have I got a bit of an echo chamber here? And oh, perhaps what extra role models might I start to look out for? So I just think it's a really nice way of kind of bringing all your reflections together and then thinking kind of what do I notice? So a quick reminder just to finish, if you ever want to join us on a Thursday morning for half an hour, we do something called Pod Plus, which is free, kind of short workshop with a brilliant learning community about each week's podcast topic. You don't need to have listened to the podcast to join us. I know sometimes that might put a bit of pressure on people. Like, have There's no test. There's no questions. <laughs> what did Sarah say at minute 29? It's really just our visual way of learning a bit more about that topic so we'd love you to join us um, and if you'd like to you can get all the details for that in show notes on amazingif.com and we're at amazingif on instagram we also now have these brilliant pod sheets which are a summary of what we've talked about each week and give you things like the ideas for action they're downloadable you can fill them in for yourself so again, if you perhaps are listening to this and you just want to listen and you don't really want to write anything down or perhaps because you're out walking, that's hopefully a good resource for you to just summarise. And if you're just someone who likes to then take what you've learned and work out what does this mean for me and kind of put it into action, perhaps check those out and see if they might be useful for you. So I hope you have enjoyed this topic and you've learned a lot along with us as well. And we'll be back with you next week. Bye, everyone. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. Bye for now. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 